Proper prosthetic prescription directly impacts rehabilitation and the quality of life of an individual with amputation. The complications during the prescription process remain a challenge for prosthetists as a variety of patient-specific and prosthetic-specific factors need to be considered simultaneously during prescription. However, knowing what constitutes an ideal prescription remains a pervasive challenge as each person with an amputation has unique needs based on his or her activity level, health history, and other considerations, and these parameters vary throughout the person's life. Understanding the factors that affect prosthetic prescription and patient rehabilitation from the past literature is critical to the establishment of formal and standard prescription strategies that can eventually improve the quality of life of persons with lower limb amputation. Hi everyone, I'd like to welcome you to episode 22 of OMP Research Insights presented by the American Academy of Orthodox and Prosthetists. I'm Dr. Steve Gard, Editor-in-Chief for the Journal of Prosthetics and Orthotics. My guest today is Dr. Pratima Saravanan, PhD. Dr. Saravanan is an assistant professor in the School of Industrial Engineering and Management at Oklahoma State University and is the Director of Cognitive Performance Lab. She completed her postdoctoral fellowship at the Center for Health Data Science and Analytics at the Houston Methodist Hospital in Houston, Texas. Dr. Saravadan received her PhD in industrial engineering with a focus on human factors at the Pennsylvania State University in 2021. She earned master's degrees in industrial engineering in 2020 and bioengineering in 2018 at the Pennsylvania State University and a bachelor's degree in biomedical engineering in 2015 in India. Dr. Saravanan's research interests include cognitive sciences, human factors in healthcare, and clinical decision-making. Today, we will be discussing a recent article that Dr. Saravanan published in JPO entitled, Mining Literature to Identify Factors Influencing Prosthetic Prescription and rehabilitation of persons with lower limb amputations. Welcome to the podcast, Pratima. Hey, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure having you on here and hearing more about this study, which introduced a new concept that I was unaware of in terms of performing this review of published literature. So we'll get into that here in, in just a few moments. But let me start out by asking, why does this topic interest you? So uh, I'm from India. So when I was growing up in the early 2000s, so there was a sudden diabetic epidemic and diabetes was kind of like everywhere. And I had few of my family members who developed diabetic foot ulcer and they had to undergo partial foot amputation. And I did see like how their quality of life changed post amputation. So because of the amputation, they had to like move very less and which worsened their diabetes, and this resulted in uh, a re-ulceration again. So this just continued like a vicious cycle. So seeing that, I just like realized how bad the diabetes is and how much important the amputation is for such population. And the second reason that really motivated was an article from the International Diabetic Federation, which projected that there will be 693 million people with uh, diabetes by 2045. So, Steve, let's take that one third of the world to be developed and two third of the world as uh, as the uh, developing world. So, do you know like how many prosthetic and orthotic schools are there in the two third of the developing world? It's twenty four. 
So there are just 24 prosthetic schools in two-thirds of the world. And they just graduate 400 prosthetists and orthotists altogether each year. So now with the diabetic population really skyrocketing, there is going to be a need for more amputation and more need for prosthetic devices than ever. So this is something that really like motivated me to pursue this as my dissertation. So what was the rationale for this particular study, Pratima? So this specific study was my very first phase of my PhD dissertation. So we all are aware that proper prosthetic or orthotic prescription and its uh, proper fit, it drastically improves the rehabilitation of the individual with lower limb amputation. But defining like the patient outcome is really difficult with prosthetic prescription because each person is so unique and their needs change often. So let's just like a, a person with a lower limb amputation. Their need at this moment might be like extremely different from what they want two years down the lane. So we wanted to bridge the factors that amputee care providers, they considered important while prescribing a lower limb prosthesis and the factors that the people with lower limb amputation, they felt to improve their uh, rehabilitation process. So what was the purpose of your study? So the purpose of the study was to analyze the relevant scientific evidences using a systematic review approach, as well as by combining machine learning methods and to see the factors that influence the decision-making of prosthetists when they are making a prescription for people with lower limb amputation and what factors it actually like you know, influence their rehabilitation. So specifically, what research questions were you hoping to answer? So we had like a couple of research questions. The first research question was what factors influence the decision-making of clinicians while prescribing prostheses for individuals with lower limb amputation. And the second research question was what factors aid the rehabilitation process of uh, lower limb prosthetic users. And I have to admit, I wasn't familiar with the methods that you utilized for your study. So would you please tell us how you went about collecting data for your investigation? So that's a really great question. So as a first step, we identified articles on prosthetic prescription and amputee rehabilitation. And this identification process itself was similar to any systematic review data collection. And we used machine learning specifically a process called uh, natural language processing to analyze the identified articles. So the method under natural language processing we used was topic modeling. So topic modeling is a text mining method that has the ability to identify hidden semantic structures in a document. For example, if there is a group of words that keeps reoccurring in the literature, so this topic modeling is uh, going to like identify all those words. And as well as it is going to like, you know, group the words that always co-occur together. For example, like K levels and activity levels. So these words, it keeps occurring together in the literature. So this method, it has the ability to group those kind of words together. And this specific method of topic modeling has been previously used to study uh, patient satisfaction. And it has been used widely in mental health uh, research as well. Okay. And then what steps were involved in collecting information for your project? So as a first step, we identified the articles from uh, several uh, literature databases like Google Scholar, Medline, and PubMed Central. 
and we included articles from the year 1990 to 2020 and we used like specific keywords for identifying the articles that focused on decision making of clinicians in prosthetic prescription and we did the same to identify articles on rehabilitation process of lower limb amputees so once we identified the articles we did the usual screening that we do for a uh, systematic reviews and after the inclusion criteria we ended up having like you know certain number of articles so for this specific method we just used the abstract because the entire paper it has like lots lots of jargons and we are like you know very very much interested in seeing what exactly constituted to the research questions that we were trying to answer and we felt that you know the abstract is is the very crisp summary of the entire article so we ended up using just the abstracts for the topic modeling method and how many articles did you end up including in your study so for the articles on prosthetic prescription we started with 896 articles so after the inclusion criteria we ended up having 75 articles on prosthetic prescription and 65 articles on uh, rehabilitation of individuals with lower limb amputation very nice then what were the primary findings of your investigation and specifically would you please describe the themes of factors that you identified for each of your research questions So we identified seven themes or factors that influence prosthetic prescription and those factors were activity level of the amputee and psychosocial factors such as gender motivation of the amputee etc and the level of amputation if it was partial foot or transtibial or transfemoral type of amputation and the fourth factor was health history of the amputee and the design of the prosthetic device itself and the sixth factor is the service that the practitioner can provide you know it, it also like depends on the resources that they currently have and the final factor was the uh, financial status of the patient with amputation so it also like covers if they have insurance and if they do have insurance like what type of insurance they have and and we identified like six themes or factors that aid the rehabilitation process of the individuals with lower limb amputations and those six themes are the ability to feel physically better and the actual care provided by the healthcare providers and being able to return to their work and their hobbies and improved health and living a pain-free life and the final factor was the ability of being socially active again and so do your findings support or refute those of previous studies well it's a mix of both actually so most of our finding it supports like several studies but there are like you know certain findings that refutes with other studies as well for example like you know some studies have mentioned that amputee care providers they don't consider psychosocial factors as much but in our study uh, psychosocial factors had the highest topic weight which means like when somebody is making a prosthetic prescription decision for for an individual with lower limb amputation they are like considering the psychosocial factors more than any other factors and these psychosocial factors they include like age gender the motivation level of the amputee and the environment that the amputee is in you know the type of terrain they walk and you know like the amputee care providers they literally like consider all these factors And were there any unanticipated surprises in your findings and if so can you explain them We didn't have any unexpected but we had an interesting finding 
So we were expecting that, you know, not all the factors that influence rehabilitation will be like, you know, considered when the amputee care provider is making a decision, but we were wrong. So all the six factors that were identified to influence rehabilitation of individuals with lower limb amputation were included as factors that influence decision-making of amputee care providers when they are making a prescription. So we were wrong. Like, you know, most of the factors were already like being concerned, but just the, like, you know, the, the intensity of the factors, it differed. Because like, you know, psychosocial factor is just one of the factors that the amputee care providers consider. But for patients, the psychosocial factor seemed to be like everything. And most studies, they underestimate the care provided by the amputee care providers. So our study said that it has proved that the care provided by the uh, clinicians, it drastically improved the quality of life of individuals, just their ability to talk with the providers and them being approachable to their questions, as well as the questions of the family members of the uh, individuals with lower limb amputation. So it's like drastically improved their quality of life overall. That's good information to share, I feel like, with prosthetists and for them to be aware of. Did you encounter any notable problems in the course of your study? And if so, what would you have done differently? That's a great question. Our problem was very different. We didn't run into like any scientific problem, but our problem came in the form of pandemic. So we collected all these data from the literature and we had all these findings, but we really wanted to validate all these findings by talking with more amputee care providers and with individuals with lower limb amputations. But we couldn't do that because of the pandemic. And we, have, we had like lots of restrictions in conducting human subject research past that point. But then like, you know, later we conducted a separate study to validate all these findings. So, so that was a problem we had. But I wish we were like able to do everything in a single study and have more solid results. So what are the main clinical takeaways of your study? So the main clinical takeaways that we consider is while making a decision, like the literature says that the amputee care providers, they consider psychosocial factors the most, followed by the activity level of the amputee. And the, the third factor that, that was like high, highly mentioned by the literature was the health history of the amputee. So these three factors, it seemed to like, you know, like highly influence their prescription. Again, excellent information for prosthetists to be aware of. Very nice. So I think you alluded to this a little bit in a, a previous response, but do you have any recommendations for future research directions based on your work? That's a great question again, Steve. So one of the like, you know, future recommendations that I would suggest for other researchers as well as for us to do more is to, so the rehabilitation needs, it depends on amputees from different region. So the amputee in a highly developed area might have different needs from an amputee in a, a, a rural region. But, you know, like do those rural regions have all those resources? Do they have enough prostitutes to make such prescriptions? So if somebody from a well-resourced area making a prescription to an amputee in a rural area, how much do they know about the needs of the amputees from such terrains? That is something that is challenging. And I have seen like lots of researchers, you know, trying to address those questions, but we still need like more work in that area. I would agree. Yes, those are good recommendations. Thank you. 
And finally, Pratima, I wanted to ask you, would you like to acknowledge any funding that you received to conduct this study? I did not receive any funding for the study. This was a student-initiated research. And I would like to thank my mentor and my co-author on this paper, Dr. Jessica Menard from Penn State University for supporting me. And I also like want to extend my gratitude to all the amazing amputee care providers who I have encountered throughout my course of my research. Everyone gave me like really good feedback and they really like motivated me to pursue this work further. And they have never told me a no when I asked them for help. So thanks to you all for all the amazing work you're doing. Well, excellent work, Pratima. And thank you for your discussion here today for the benefit of all of the practitioners and researchers listening into the podcast. We've come to the end of our podcast, so I'd like to thank Dr. Siravanan for sharing her insights and discussing her research with us today. I'd like to remind everyone that if you would like additional information on this project, you can access the full article about this study in the Journal of Prosthetics and Orthotics. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of ONP Research Insights, presented by the American Academy of Orthodox and Prosthetics. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please plan to join us again next month for the Academy's ONP Research Insights podcast, when we'll be hosting another author and discussing their recent JPO article. And don't forget to check out the Academy's other podcasts for ONP professionals, ONP clinical insiders, a podcast created for conversations on specific areas of clinical care, and ONP Rising, a podcast created for emerging professionals in our industry.